Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Yo, yo, what to do, everybody? It's your boy John Oxido with Pro Fan Sports Podcast for the fans of the pros. Go back at you with another one. My boys, Vlad and Barry, and, and our special guest, Tim McCone. How y'all doing? Going on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited about having Tim on. Yeah, I'm doing great myself. Uh, excited as always, and, uh, you know, fired up for this great, you know, episode that we're going to have and uh you know i'm glad that we're able to have tim on appreciate you for coming on tim so yes sir and uh shout outs to barry for connecting with tim mccone and having him come on the show man good work yeah, on your part that, you know uh, appreciate it. Thank you. yes sir we're, we're gonna get on pretty quickly here but before we do that please make sure you're subscribing to the channel um that's the best way you can support us and we appreciate it please follow us on, on social media we're on Instagram, profans underscore sports. We're on Twitter, at profansports, facebook.com slash profansports. And, of course, we're on youtube.com slash profansports. Episodes drop every Tuesday on all platforms. You type us in, profansports, we're in there. And our episodes drop on YouTube on Wednesday. So, of course, man. So, let's, let's jump right into it. Tim McCone, if you guys don't know who that is, you guys are sleeping on the sports game right now. Um, you know, if you listen to Boston Sports Radio, you're going to hear this guy and his opinions on everything you got going on. He's an expert in everything Boston sports. So, let's get right into it, man. You know, Tim is also on NBC10 um, as a sports commentator, right, Tim? Yeah, yeah, NBC 10 and 98.5, so uh, living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Did, did you always want to be a sports commentator growing up? No, I wanted to be in the NBA, but then I was, <laughs> I was, a, six, I was a six-foot point guard. I was a shoot-first point guard, and I couldn't shoot. So I played my first two years in college, and my coach pulled me aside. I was like, hey, you're not good. Like, this is it's over. And then, <laughs> and that, that was it. That was the end of it. So, yeah. Is that is that your kid that you were playing with on on Twitter there? No, it's not my kid. Hold oh. on. As far as I know, I don't have any kids. So, yeah, yeah, that's my uh, that's my college roommate's nephew. So there you Tim, go. Tim was playing some good defense on on a four year old kid. So <laughs> you gotta lock him down, man. You know, no matter what age. Yep. yep. No. Right. Right. For sure. That's how you gotta teach him young. So. Right, they got to learn somehow. Yes, sir. So we're going to jump into uh, the NBA where we're going to be discussing a few things. Of course, all the news that's happening around the NBA. But while we have Tim here, we're going to get into the Celtics right now who, uh, you know, since the last pod we've had, you know, kind of like backpedaled into uh, the playoffs there, right? Um, Tim, what are your thoughts on the Celtics? Um, what, what do you think about the playing game? And, of course, if they do make it out of there, you know, what are their chances of going into this thing? Uh, so if they make it out of the plane, zero. Zero percent chance that they get out of there, unfortunately. <laughs> Crazy. You know, we were just talking off the air before we started, and it's, it's one of those situations where, I, you know, when they first announced this play-in tournament, 
I didn't think there was any chance that the Celtics were going to be a part of it. Like, I thought, worst case, you're looking at a fourth seed. I just thought there was so much talent coming back with Tatum and Jalen. And then, especially those first few weeks of the season when you saw Jalen and the step he took this year to kind of elevate again, I'm like, this team, they've got it figured out. And it just – it. It never clicked this year. I know Kemba dealing with the knee issue has been a problem, but the mix just hasn't been right. I'm terrified for this Washington game um, tonight. Me too. Um, see what I did there, pro move there, talking about Tuesday. Like, I think Washington's a bad matchup for them with, with Russell Westbrook, and so um, that scares me a little bit. And if they do manage to get out of the plan, I just don't think they have enough right now, especially now that Jalen uh, is out too, and you're just going to rely on Tatum and, and Kemba, who's bounced in and out of the lineup. I just This isn't the year, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, there's been a lot of talks about Brad Stevens, especially you know in the big networks, talking about hot seats and whatnot. Um, what, what do you think about Brad Stevens and the job he's been doing this season um, and, you know, all the rumors that are coming out? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I've been a huge Brad Stevens guy since the Butler days. I nerd out on college basketball. And so, like, when he made those two runs, especially the second one without Hayward, I was like, this guy, this guy is legit. Special. And for a few years, especially those Isaiah Thomas teams, like, this is one of the elite coaches in the NBA. And I still – I don't think he's – forgotten how to coach i just wonder if with this group all of a sudden you know you just need a different voice in there and maybe that's the situation but the other thing too is you look at it and i go back to two years ago and that kyrie irving team his last season and how disappointing that year was but the talent on that roster was legit like they had 10 guys that were bona fide nba caliber players for an, an elite postseason team yeah. And I look at the roster now, and outside of Jalen, who's not going to be playing for you, Jason Tatum, I guess you throw Marcus Smart in there. There isn't the the talent, I don't think, is on this roster that you need it to be at, which is crazy to think because you've got Jalen and Jason, who I think are two of the top 20 players in the NBA right now. But outside of that, it's just when Kyrie walks out the door, when Al Horford walks out the door, and Gordon Hayward walks out the door, that's a lot of talent that you lost in your roster. And I, I don't. I don't know what Danny Ainge is going to do here moving forward, but there needs to be a major shakeup, and I'm not sure what the path is to get this thing back. Do you think there's anything – I mean, we are where we are now. We are in the playing tournament. I think I completely agree with you. At the beginning of the season, there's no way I would have thought the Celtics would have been in the situation right here, but we are here where we are right now. Do you think there's anything that Danny Ainge could have done to put us in a better situation? Yeah, it's a great question. Like, I, I look at, I go back to the deadline and the Fournier trade, I think, is a nice pickup. But then all of a sudden he gets COVID and then Jalen goes down. And then that just kind of like what you were expecting to be kind of that missing piece off the bench is now in an elevated role. And like, exactly. just never fit. And I think maybe coming into this year, maybe you could have added a couple other pieces off the bench. But it's just Marcus Smart missing time. And then I think just the, the killer and it's going to be like this for any NBA team. If you have a guy making max money that's playing every other night and can't stay healthy and is your point guard in Kemba Walker, like you're, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Like you need a max player to be out on the court and be effective. And that just hasn't happened this year, which is a bummer because Kemba is one of my favorite players. Uh, obviously, I'm a, a diehard UConn fan. And so it, it kills me to say that, but just it, it hasn't happened. And what's scary too is you look at it, right? And so – you had pretty much a full off season from when that got shut down to the bubble in Orlando. And then you had the off season and then he comes into this year late. So you've had two kind of off seasons already and the knee hasn't gotten that much better, which makes me nervous moving forward. Like 
I'm not sure if there's going to be a situation where all of a sudden Kemba's back to what we saw in Charlotte in the first half of, of the season when he was here in Boston. I have one more question before you guys go. Um, so I've been a firm advocate of Danny being gone. I, I just think that he's been here for, I don't know, 20 years or something. and A long time, won, man. Won oh, wow. Oh, yeah. One championship just doesn't doesn't solidify the job that he's done for me, and I think that it's it's just time. So, I, what do you think about that? Am I am I going off the rails here? So it's interesting. So I went and and I was on ninety eight five on Saturday. It was like between the Bruins and Celtics. So I think like my parents were listening, and that was pretty much it at that point, right? <laughs> so I, I went back and I looked at like the moves that. Ainge has made and like what would you second guess in terms of like how this thing went off the rails because like you said this thing's this thing's kind of off the rails right now from what we expected and he landed Al Horford on a max deal I think all of us make that 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 signing you bring in Gordon Hayward at the time everyone was excited for that deal I think you make that all the time yeah uh the Kyrie Irving trade I don't know where you guys were on that but at the time like as good as Isaiah Thomas was Kyrie was Kyrie I make that deal 10 times out of 10 too um and then Hayward goes down Kyrie blows up in your face and then you had max money that you had to use in the offseason and then if you didn't you were going to lose it so he goes out and gets Kemba I think the second guess there is you had Rozier in it like on the team at that point and maybe bring him back for less money and try to go in a different direction. But there weren't a lot of big moves that I second guess. It just didn't work out. Like Hayward getting hurt in the first six minutes. Like that's, that sucks. And yeah, that's Kyrie, right. Kyrie going off the rails. I guess like we probably should have seen that coming. Like if you want off a team as badly as he did, that has, you know, the best player sends Jordan on it. Like that probably should have been a red flag, I guess, but I don't think anyone was second guessing that move. And then I wasn't second guessing it. I just wasn't a big fan. I just wasn't, it wasn't my, Oh wow. We are, we got the player that we always want. It wasn't that for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. It's just, it's, it's the, those big moves. I don't second guess, but now looking back at it, I wonder too, the, the moves since then, like the Kemba Walker one seemed kind of panicky to me looking back mm -hmm. at it now, cause you mm -hmm. lost him. And then after, Keeping so much talent on that Kyrie team, I think it was a second guess too, because the chemistry wasn't great there and the chemistry isn't great uh, this season. So both of those are decisions I, I think are, are second guesses for Ainge. And, and yeah, I don't think you can have the type of year right now and feel confident and safe in your job if you had as much talent as this team did and now you're in the playing tournament. So I think it's fair to kind of evaluate Stevens and Ainge at this I think, point. I think his job is too safe. That's, it is. That's, I mean, that's what you think is safe. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's like they can do no wrong. Exactly. I think Vlad's been going off on, on the Celtics for, for a couple of years now, you know, <laughs> and I completely agree with, with all the moves that we've made so far. I, I've looked at um, some of the, the pictures that we've had, especially the starting five with Kyrie, um, you know, and those guys that year. It's like looking at it now, it's like, you know, Rosie is dropping 43 in some games. You know, the guy's such a high-scoring guy. You know, Morris is still a good piece. And, you know, look what we're, we're left with. So, you know, you made some pretty good points right there. As far as, like, injuries, we know that this year we've dealt with a lot, yeah. you know. Um, you know, going from the experimentation with, with Tristan Thompson and then bringing in Time Lord with that trade with Daniel Tice right there. Um, what, what are you hearing about 
you know, the injury front, are are we going to be able to have, you know, a good starting five, at least in the play-in tournament? That's a great question, right? I think, I think all of us are wondering, like, and, and what kind of Kemba are you going to get? Like, you managed Kemba all year to get to this point now, right? And so, mm-hmm. well, not to get to this point. You were hoping that you weren't going to be in the play-in tournament, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you, you manage him all year for the postseason, and then you try to unleash him, right? And hopefully that makes a difference. I kind of question whether or not that's going to happen. And the, the Robert Williams thing, too, it's so frustrating because it seems like every time he's ready to take that next step and be that guy that you can rely on, he misses time. It's been a killer and so frustrating because you see the talent there at times. You're like, oh, my God, this guy's this guy's it. This is the answer that they needed, and it just doesn't happen. So, you know, we'll see. The, the other issue, too, is just Jalen being out, like we talked about it earlier, even that's if they get killer. out of this play-in tournament – like, what's their ceiling moving forward? If they don't have Jalen and Jason, like, I just don't see them going far, which is which is a bummer because both of those guys, uh, you know, I think Jason kind of got off to a slow start, but Jalen from the start of this year, uh, the, the jump he made again, uh, like, he's a bona fide all-star. That's He's probably my favorite player on this team. Like, it, obviously, I think you build around Tatum just because offensively he's so talented, but, like, Jalen, I just think, has heart, and I just love the way he plays. So it, it's it's a bummer that he's not going to be there for this postseason run. Absolutely, and he was having a career year, the best year his career broke out, a breakout um, season and really, you know, took that next step that we're all looking for him to make. And I think he even exceeded expectations and did a lot better. And he was, in the first half of the season, I think their most consistent player, you know, even better than, Jason Tatum so yeah it's really unfortunate that his season had to end with a you know wrist injury we can't see this team uh you know in in, in full strength and in full health uh, because they haven't played any of their top seven guys have not been together on the floor all season long for not one game which is incredible how crazy is that it's crazy it's it's true but they they haven't had it let me ask you guys this question so I think and even Ainge talked about it I think earlier or last week about how there are going to be changes in the roster so who who are you looking at in terms of guys that you would want off this roster for next year Uh, who who, like (laughs) who 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 do you still want I guess you know I asked this on Saturday too like who would be surprising? Who would you bet your life on would still be with the Celtics next year? I need Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on this no matter what. I think Everybody. that I think that's kind of it, right? Everybody and, uh, else, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody else. else is you know can be traded. It's tradable. Right? Yeah, everybody else is tradable. Right, but I think he asked who would we be surprised with who's still on this roster, and for me, that's probably like a a Marcus Smart. You know, I think we've been very reluctant to do anything with Marcus, you know, and I don't think he, I mean, he has his games here and there for sure. You know, everybody loves Marcus and, you know, when he explodes and hits five out of six, three out of nowhere, you know, we're we're all going crazy. Some of the stuff he does on defense um, is definitely, you know, you don't see that out of other players, but, you know, there's also the turnover issues and, you know, very bad shots. Um, you know, after this year, I don't know, like Vlad said, I'm thinking Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown. And then after that, for me, everybody, everybody can go unless for me, um, Time Lord finds, you know, finds a healing fountain or something and sticks his body in there because, yeah. <laughs> you know, this injury stuff just keeps getting just keeps getting them, man. That's crazy. I'm with you guys, though, too. And, and honestly, like, I, I expect I expect Jalen and Jason to be back. But if they made a huge move and moved Jalen, like, I'd be surprised, but not floored. Tatum's the only guy where I would be like, 
That, that, that's the one guy I think you can absolutely pencil in. I think a lot of other stuff is on the table, including Ainge, to your point, and Stevens. Like, I would be surprised if Ainge lost his job, but I wouldn't be, like, stunned. I would yeah. be stunned if Tatum got moved. That would be the one player where I, I would be like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. But, but I right, think right. – I think just like you mentioned earlier, I think Jalen Brown is a on is a little bit underappreciated, and I yeah. don't think I don't think he we need to, we should move him. I really yeah. don't think we should move him. But we have Tim for another eight minutes, and I just want to be able to give a chance to ask him two more questions about non-Celtics questions. Um, so I have two questions for you. One is about the Patriots. Um, last last week on our episode last week, we had a very intense conversation about when will. Cam you in be bench. Um, what what will it take for Cam you in to be bench? And then my second question is about the Bruins. Um, the Bruins um, would have played yesterday. Our podcast is coming on Tuesday, coming out on Tuesday, so the Bruins would have played yesterday. What do you think are the chances um, of the Bruins in this series? Um, and yeah, so th- those are my two questions. All right, so I'll, I'll do the Bruins first. The Bruins, I think, have a legit shot, uh, and I think they can make a deep run and are capable of doing it just to, as much as any other team out there right now. I love the depth after that Taylor Hall trade, and then, you know, obviously Tuca's going to get killed for game one. I don't put that on him. Um, I expect uh, a big turnaround here for Boston because I think just the depth of that team is for real with Taylor Hall now, now in the mix there. Uh, in terms of the Cam Newton stuff, that's a million-dollar question, right? Yeah. I, it's a oh, million-dollar yeah. question. I, I was not a Cam Newton guy last year. Um, I know he didn't have a ton of weapons, and that's like an understatement. He didn't have any weapons last year. Yeah. Um, but I just go back to the way that Belichick handles rookies in general, and one of the big ones to me is when you look at the running back position. And outside of Sony, who started to really get some run late rookie year. I mean, he pretty much redshirts all rookie running backs, whether it's James White, Shane Vereen, Steve Ridley, um, I would exp- uh, Damian Harris. Like, you go right down the list. That first year, like, you don't really see the field. Sony's kind of the one outlier for it. And I guess Lawrence Moroney to a lesser extent, but that you still had Corey Dillon at that point. And I wonder if the quarterback position is going to be the same thing. But does it, doesn't he treat the first-rounders differently, though, if you look at – um, um, Chandler Jones and um, Hightower and Hightower. Hightower does not treat those those really high pick a little different? Yeah, so that's the defensive side of the ball, and I'm with you on that. But then I look too at like even like Nate Solder offensively that first mm-hmm. year. They kind of have a redshirt year where Light's mm-hmm. still there, and he was the backup tackle, and then got a little more run towards the end of last season. I just I think offensively there's a lot more to digest. Um, that's coming from a guy that can't play offense or defense, so take take that for what it is. But um, <laughs> I would be. I would be really surprised if Mac Jones was your week one star. I don't see that happening. I think he really likes Cam Newton a lot. And I know that that locker room 100% likes Cam Newton uh, a lot. So I would think Cam's going to be your starter here at least through at least through week four, just because you don't want the Brady comps with Mac Jones out there, I think. Like, that's a huge spot. Right. Yeah, I – you know, you already have you already have like the comp the comparisons to Brady with Mac Jones coming out, like in terms of of the uh, the body type and what they do on the field. I don't think that Belichick wants to open the door for that. So I would imagine Cam's probably your guy through Week Four. I know Bill Barnwell just came out with an article saying that he thinks it's going to be Week Five for Mac. And to me, even play after, the Texans. yeah, yeah. So he's like, more, he's his way in, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I, if Cam plays well. 
I don't know how you make that switch. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to or not. I just – here's my thing with Cam. I think he's awesome. I think physically he and, – and the job that they did last year with the talent they had was fine. I, I just don't know if he can throw. That's my, that's my biggest thing. And I know the receivers right. were awful last year. They were mm-hmm. terrible. Um, I was, like, on with Gasper, and, and we were in, like, the preseason, and we were at one of the, the uh, training camp practices, and I was like, wow, Gunnar Olszewski – looks awesome i was like this guy might be like the next guy for them and then we were in the regular season i was like wait a second good because all the other receivers sucked like they're, yeah. they're so good that that's why gunner looked good gunner's not good everyone else is really, really bad you know what I mean? so um you know we'll, we'll see this year with some of the weapons that they brought in i still think they're i don't know about you guys i still think they're a receiver short in terms of having like the legit offense i know that they number one receiver yeah right. I but another veteran receiver right yeah. absolutely i do yeah. think i do think this offense will be focused on the running and the tight ends though 100 percent. Yeah. So. yeah for sure um i mean before you 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 get out of here tim I think Barry, myself, and I, you know, we got into this podcast thing with the mindset that we want to be, you know, at these games, at the press conferences and things like that. Um, What are some advice you can give guys that are, you know, um, up-and-coming podcasters and and trying to break their way into uh, the media? Yeah, so it's a great question. I think the biggest thing I tell people this all the time is just reps. It's just continuously doing it, right? So, uh, you know, it's crazy how much better you get and more comfortable you get if you just do it on a consistent basis. And I think that's the biggest thing is just just continue to do it because you'd be surprised at how many people want to do it but then don't actually do it. And mm-hmm. it's just one of those right. times where you just get so much better and you can even tell yourself like in that six, especially like the first six months or however long you do it, like you can, in TV, especially too, but podcasting, just the comfort level, you can kind of feel yourself being more confident, more comfortable. And that's the biggest thing. It's just reps. It's just keep doing it. And if you keep doing it, it's going to break your way. And then in terms of breaking in, it's just building relationships with people too. You know, that's the other thing that I tell people all the time is just, you know, try to build as many relationships as you can, because, you know, it's such a tight community as it is in terms of, of just, um, you know, the, the lack of, there aren't a ton of jobs out there to begin with. So if you, if you know someone that can help you out and kind of take that next step, that, that's great. And then just kind of be in a position where you're ready to do it. And that's just from actually working on it. And whether that's doing a podcast weekly, which is huge, um, or doing like YouTube videos and just getting comfortable being on camera. Cause I think the biggest thing with like doing a podcast and being on camera that people don't understand is it's like a not natural thing you're doing. Yeah. And you have to be natural doing it. Like yeah. that's kind of hard to do to right. act natural yeah. in an unnatural position. On a consistent basis. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Um, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Um, you know, we, we've been at this thing for 61 episodes now. We've been trying to do it. Well, we've been consistent, consistently driving every single week. So, you know, for us to be here and for you to come on, well, that we're good enough to come on. It means a lot to us and means a lot to our audience as well. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to really appreciate this because you are, uh, you know, our hometown guy and, and we're talking about the hometown team. So, again, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's do it again. Awesome. Absolutely. Good, definitely, Tim, for sure. It's good meeting you, man. And we'll definitely be uh, in touch. Thanks for coming on and for your time. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and we'll definitely talk soon. Looking forward to hearing you on uh, 98.5 soon and uh, on NBC10 as, as well. Thanks, well, I appreciate it. 
when we call, you'll know exactly who we are now. You know, right, we're, we're on call exactly. right, right now. I have no reason to call in. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, I'll talk to you guys. All, All right, right, Tim. Yep. See you, Tim. Take care. Uh, once again, we want to thank Tim McCone for coming on the show, you know, and thank Barry again for, you know, putting on putting us on to that connect. You know what I'm saying? Once again, good mm -hmm. good job, Barry. You know, thank you're you. coming Appreciate along it. here. Yeah. Yes, Appreciate sir. It's an awesome interview. So I'm glad that he was able to come on and you know, and then talk some sports with us. So, and yeah, definitely seems like a really cool laid back and, you know, and a good guy. So I'm glad, you know, he was able to connect with me on um, social media and we're able to, you know, set this up for him to come on. 